What It Do DMV, episode 11 of Chirpin' DMV. And boys, we are in the dog days of summer right now. Caps Dev Development Camp is going on right now. We just had the NHL draft. We just had the NHL awards. So we got about a month or two to kind of figure some stuff out here to talk about. But with that being said, I got the whole squad in studio with me today. Let's start with AB. What's up, baby? What's going on, boys? Glad to be in studio today. AB's back. Kyle Powers, what's up, KP? What's going on, boys? And then we got Brando on the ones and twos. What it do? Hello, everybody. What's up? What's up, boys? Any Everybody have a good weekend? All good? Yeah, man. Got out the top golf this weekend. Heard AB was out there, too. Uh Another thing I would add on... you guys gotta start checking out the PLL. I know it's a different sport, but that you thing. follow if you if you guys are lacrosse fans, follow Kyle awesome. follow Kyle Powers <laughs> on Twitter. He's pretty much like a beat reporter. He just <laughs> tweets all out day every long. single game. And Those most games of them, are awesome. Most of them are just feed Romar the ball, feed Romar the ball. Which speaking of, that's a good buddy of ours. We grew up with. We're gonna try to get him on for some of you lacrosse listeners uh, later in the summer. Give us something to talk about. But yeah, all good. AB, what'd you get into? Uh, I also hit Top Golf on Friday, but uh, we were in Ashburn. Which for one did you guys go? To? You didn't go to I New was National in Harbor one. New nah. National Harbor one. That nah. place was probably packed. Yeah, yeah. It went for uh, our buddy uh, Mitch Slight's birthday. Ooh, so Mitch uh, Oh yeah, the Chubby Bucket. Hey, there we go. Brando, anything? No, man. Just had some crabs yesterday, some beers. So it's pretty good weekend. Good season for crabs. Oh, yeah. The normal. Yeah, Brando's our big crab guy here. So yeah, I didn't do too much of nothing. I mean, just kind of hung around. And yesterday. Um, went out to Pirates Cove, and that's just a kind of a dangerous combination when it's a nice day right there on the water. Get there via boat. We definitely boat. had some dangerous days there. Get there via <laughs> boat, and when there's live music playing, John Lusky was on on the guitar playing. And, it's an you know, old neighbor of mine, actually. Orange Crushes. Oh, God. Turn it for a tough Sunday. But like we mentioned <laughs> earlier, guys, the, the, the NHL draft has just come and gone. So let's dive into these Capitals draft picks. Um, obviously, because we are so good, we haven't been able to get a top 10 or a top 5 draft in the past couple of years. So nothing too crazy to look into. But let's just get started with it. First round, we got Connor McMichael from the OHL's London Knights, 25th overall. Um, he was playing under Dale Hunter out there. So here's a quote about him. So smart, all-around player, sees the ice well and creative with the puck. Uh, not the biggest guy, but competes well. Can play up and down the lineup, plays both ends of the ice, and a great shot. So last year with those London Knights, he had 36 goals, 36 assists for 72 points in 67 games, uh, which was actually a 56-point improvement year after year. So anybody got thoughts on him? They kind of say he models his play after Calgary Flame player uh, Sean Monahan. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this pick. I did see that as well. Uh, he wants to be a good two-way forward. Um, I mean, 5'11", 182, you want to hope he he's kind of small, but I, I still think with his speed and everything, he's a good playmaking ability. I like that he played under Dale Hunter. Some great guys have come out of there, John Tavares, Carlson. So I think he's going to play there two more years, and then he's going to see what happens we'll see from see what there. we got on him, yeah. yeah. Bring him to Hershey. Uh, so he was actually the first OHL forward the Caps have drafted since 2012, Tom Wilson. Oh. 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 And I did see Who's the, the one right before that? Mm. Philip Forsberg. Yeah, he's the first <laughs> center we've taken since Philip Forsberg. That's yeah. good. Got to get first round. We'll see how we don't trade him away. <laughs> so uh, the interesting one, I think, the second round pick uh, – Brett Leeson, uh, he's considered a potential steal. Um, they, they actually were talking a good bit about him on uh, Chicklets yesterday, uh, how he's w- one of the biggest steals of the draft. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, WHL's Prince Albert Raiders, 36 goals, 89 points in 55 games last year, with 10 goals, 25 points in the 22 playoff games where his Raiders won the WHL championship last season. A.B., Kyle, any thoughts on that? Uh, I saw that he started out the season with 30 straight goals in 30 straight games. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, not bad. And uh, he's a big kid. He's gotten passed out 
passed up in the past two drafts, and they're saying he can come into the AHL and play right with those guys. He's a hey, big body, so. GMBM going after another big guy. He just wants the big-ass roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. It. I love it. So, like I said, yeah, there's a lot of news about him being, like, a huge steal call. I think it's because he's already 20. Yeah. But, I mean, solid player and everything. So, third round. Um, from the also the Prince Albert Raiders there in the WHL, Alexi Protoss, I believe. So back-to-back hat tricks in the WHL playoffs last postseason, Clutch. and a uh, line mate with second-round prick uh, Brett Leeson. So there you go, yeah, two line mates chemistry there, continuing them going. Um, and then our last pick is the defenseman Martin Hugo Haas uh, from SM Liga, uh, big-bodied blue liner. Will be playing in uh, fit, fin- the Finnish top league next year. Um, once you get to the fifth round, yeah, you never know. Uh, what's going to happen? So yeah, it could catch like a Pavel Datsuk. You yeah, know? You, you never know. <laughs> yeah. So that those are the four caps picks. Um, thought we'd make some good moves, and we'll see how they pan out. So let's get to the interesting part of the draft. The number one, number two, which was heavily debated, but I think there was no doubt in New Jersey's mind who they were going to take, which they say was probably the best overall player in the draft. So Hughes, number one to the Devils. Capo Caco, number two to the Rangers. So reading some Devils blogs today, projected top two lines with those guys. Um, after the picks is you got your first line with Taylor Hall, Nico Hishier, and Jesper Bratt, and then Miles Wood, Jack Hughes, and Kyle Palmieri. So what do you think of those two lines? Yeah, I think they're awesome. Uh, kind of wish uh, Hughes didn't go number one. Would have been awesome just for drama and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, everybody knew this was going to happen, and I think the Devils got a great, great pick. I mean, the Devils had a great – they have already – made it big in the offseason this year with oh, the uh, yeah. PK Superman Yeah, we'll get to too. that for sure. So, and then reading some Rangers blogs, too, I don't know. The main one I read had Kako, Britt Howden, and Vladislav Mesikov on the third line. Uh, I don't know. I don't see him playing on as a third line. That's kind of a guy you're going to stick in on that first or second line. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't put him with on the second line with, say, Jimmy VC and Strom. If VC's still there. They if VC's still there, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of stuff's going to change over the offseason and everything. Did you see that video of him on Instagram yeah, or whatever? I, He's like, I'm in New York. What a beautiful city. Thing. Yeah, the worst city <laughs> like, ever. Nobody says like, that. <laughs> raise your hand if you're being held hostage. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's get into that. P.K. Subban. Uh, trade on day two of the draft. He gets traded to the Devils for Steve Santini, Jeremy Davies, and two second-round picks, one which was in this past weekend and one for next year's draft. Um, I think Nashville did this to clear space to go get Duchesne signing, maybe. Yeah, I would agree. Um, at first, you're kind of looking at it, you're like, that's a, they kind of didn't get much back for him. Uh, Nashville, I didn't think, but then in the long run, clear they, that cap space. Yeah, you if know, you land, if you a, land Duchesne, you're basically going PK for Duchesne, which is not yeah. bad. And that, <laughs> yeah. it, they're, Nashville's not a team that struggles on the blue line as it is. They have right. a very good defensive core, whereas right. New Jersey is looking for somebody, anybody. They they needed that big time that defensive line. player, the the all star they're looking for, and they got it with PK. And when I saw this, I was like, God damn it, the Metro. Yeah, it's just the, getting better. Yeah, and Flyers better and are better. loading up. Kako uh, to New York Rangers, Hughes and Subban to the Devils. So the Metro is definitely beefing up. Yeah. And to add on to that, too, Good. another trade, Patrick Marlowe um, yep. over to the Hurricanes and another salary dump, um, I think, so they can assumably re-sign uh, Mitch Marner to a pretty good contract there. Literally every single team in the Metro has a shot at making the playoffs next year. It's it's insane. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had your three, you know, your top three, and then the two wild cards are the two Metro teams. Yeah, oh, yeah. You never Guaranteed. know. I mean, outside of um, probably Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay again. And then maybe even Florida can sneak in. Like it I mean, depends what they still they still need to do something, right? I well, mean, we can't they got they got some uh, big free agents sent down there right now. I heard uh, Panarin and uh, Bobrovsky were down there visiting. So. Until they do something, I yeah, mean, you true. never know. So 
Definitely going to be interesting. The Metropolitan Division, uh, I think, as of right now, probably the best division in hockey with what's going on with everything. But yeah, like we said, um, that well, there was also the talk with um, Subban possibly going to Toronto. Um, yeah, that was beforehand. It, I don't know if beforehand. I don't now. know how much of a that got into play, but I saw somewhere mentioned that they might have to send Nylander and a couple other things. If they would have done that, I think Nylander and um, uh, Nashville would have been pretty cool, especially yeah. after I think they did Nashville all that had stuff holding out for money. Some of his salary too, yeah. and they didn't want to do that. That's when the sense. devil said they'd take it all on. Did you see this other trade, uh, the JT Miller trade? To the, oh, to the, I yeah, did. that kind yeah, of yeah, flew, yeah. flew under the radar, but that's. I thought it was kind of a weird trade by the Canucks. I got to be honest, they gave away some draft picks, and they're kind of a rebuilding team right now. And I mean, JT Miller is a solid player, but yeah, third liner there uh, in yeah. Tampa. Um, I don't know. It just it just didn't really make sense to me for the Canucks. I mean, I, I thought think it was they're just trying to build on what they got. I mean, they got that young yeah. rookie, got our boy Beagle. I maybe. thought it was a good move by Tampa. I mean, picking up some picks. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, kind of dumping a player who's yeah. maybe on the decline. Yeah, you got to make some room for Braden Point. Not like yeah. Tampa's worried about losing too much. I mean, look right. at everybody yeah. they still have. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's all that. Trade. So. Uh, Draft-wise, some little local hockey news. We had Zachary Jones from Glen Allen, Virginia. Uh, he got picked in the third round by the Rangers. Uh, he was the USHL Rookie of the Year last season, uh, UMass Amherst commit for next year. Played for the Richmond Generals uh, growing up uh, before going off to the Select Hockey Academy up in Connecticut for his U16s. And then our interview today, Alexandria native Dominic Bass was drafted in the sixth round by the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, he's an unreal goalie. Team Maryland alum led Gonzaga to that 2017-2018 MAPHL Championship. Uh, he committed to Colorado College. We talked a little bit about that in the interview. Um, kid's a total stud to a big goalie, big body, 6'6". I mean, going on um, Blackhawks Twitter and everything and reading what a lot of the people are saying is they're excited. I mean, they they think that getting that big size goalie is going to be good in the future, and, you know, we hope it plays out. So with that being said, let's get into the interview with uh, Dominic. All right, so we now welcome on an Alexandria, Virginia native, an alumni of Team Maryland, a Gonzaga Eagle alum, uh, state champion with them as well, and the 167th pick by the Chicago Blackhawks, Dominic Bass. Dominic, what's going on, man? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. So let's start with the draft from this past weekend. So did you kind of expect to get drafted? Was there talks with the Blackhawks prior to this weekend? Just kind of take us through uh, your weekend and all the emotions and the experience that went on with it. Um, yeah, well, I did go to their, uh, pre-draft camp, so that was, like, pretty awesome, but, you know, I wasn't really, I really didn't know what they were kind of thinking for the draft, so when I saw my name on the board, it was a pretty amazing feeling. It was awesome. There you go, that's awesome. So, one of two guys here from the DMV to get drafted this year, kind of how special, kind of, does that feel, and what impact do you think it would play on? Uh, for the local programs that you played for here with uh, Team Maryland and Gonzaga and whatnot? Uh, I mean, I think it's great. It's great for them to have someone that's, like, moved on and kind of succeeded, and it just kind of encourages others to, I mean, it just shows others that it can be done and gives them hope. Yeah, especially it's from... Just, just, yeah, especially from our area here. Yeah, for sure. We're guys. We don't kind of get looked at as a hockey hotbed here, really, in the DMV. So cool to see that type of stuff. So let's kind of start at the beginning. Uh, where was the first program uh, you played at here? Um, I played at Nova Ice Dogs. There you go. So That's go from Nova. I started, and then then they went to Team Maryland. <clears throat> um, so when you got to Team Maryland, when did you kind of first realize you actually had a shot at you know becoming an elite goaltender and you know possibly getting drafted and making a career in a life? out of this 
Um, uh, I think when like the USHL draft rolled around, and I was fortunate enough to be uh, drafted by Youngstown, that's when I was kind of kind of putting in perspective that I mean I kind of had a chance. But then when I went out there and like the national camp, and then getting uh, committed to Colorado College, kind of like all those things coming together, kind of showed that something could come of that. Excellent. So, yeah, I guess we'll just start right there. Um, the Colorado College commitment, uh, was there other options? How did that whole thing unfold? Uh, did they reach out to you, and what was the recruitment process like for that? Um, yeah, they were actually the first team to reach out from uh, the national camp. Um, but there there were a bunch, there was a couple other schools that I went to go visit. But, I mean, they're just such a great program, and they're located in just a, an awesome place, and the coaching staff is just – I mean, really exceptional. That it was kind of was the place to go. Perfect. And you you plan on starting there not this upcoming season, but the season after, correct? Yeah. So I'm gonna do one year in Youngstown, and then I'll go to Colorado. Awesome. Perfect. So let's go back to Team Maryland here. Um, talk about the grind that comes with playing with Team Maryland. You know, all the travel involved, going up and down the entire <clears throat> East Coast every weekend, playing these elite programs. Because you know, there's not too much around us in terms of those AAA high level programs outside of either the Little Caps. Um, our team, Maryland. So just kind of for league games, I mean, talk about here in the DMV, the advantages or even disadvantages um, compared to other regions. I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely a great program. Uh, I mean, not a lot of people. It's not like Minnesota. We have a ton of like coaches and scouts coming down to see pretty much every game. But I mean, just this, I mean, it was hard. The sacrifice is kind of driving out to to Maryland every I mean, for practice during the weeks, I mean, I've always just been so supportive and, like, driving me out there and doing all those things for me. But it is a great place. Um, I mean, a lot can come from it. it. It's definitely growing with – you have, like, the, the black bears going on down there, mm-hmm. which is awesome, and just kind of giving more opportunity for players to live there. Right. So uh, Billman, Billman said earlier about how hard the grind is. Like, how many games a year would you be playing, do you think? Uh, in Team Maryland? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was like, I mean, personally, 40, I think, maybe a little bit less. I would say 40 for I mean, a goaltender is a lot, too, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it still is a ton of games, yeah. so, so but you have to get that experience. For right. It. So on top of Team Maryland, you go to Gonzaga uh, and play for an incredible coach, a good friend of mine, Bill Slater. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, did you transfer in there for your last two seasons, uh, right? Or were you uh, there four years? Well, I, I went there from freshman to junior year. Gotcha. Okay. So kind of how did all that go down in terms of Gonzaga recruiting you? Uh, I mean, were there other teams uh, that were interested in you? And if so, uh, what made you choose Gonzaga over those uh, other programs? Um, I mean, it was kind of – I was I visited a couple of schools. I mean, it was just like Gonzaga, BI, O'Connell, just kind of like the places closest to me. But – I mean, just the brotherhood at Gonzaga is just it's unbeatable. And, I mean, it was hard hard leaving from there for sure. But, I mean, I miss all the guys. And I really wish I didn't have to. But, I mean, to kind of go on with hockey, right. kind of needed to. That's, yeah, just that's the, advance. the thing here. It's we, we You find that as an elite player that 
you, you love playing here in the DMV, you love playing in the region, but you are uh, faced with that tough choices to better your career. You're going to have to uh, move on and go elsewhere. So let's let's talk about that last year you guys had uh, with Gonzaga. Your last year there, I should say. You guys go 10-0-1 in the regular season. You go you yourself go 5-0 in the regular season. Uh, you defeat the Matha to win that MAPHL championship where you stop 31-32 of 32, uh, in a 4-1 win. What was that like? Uh, I know that place was crazy. The season as a whole and being part of, I mean, what is currently just a Gonzaga dynasty in that league right now? Uh, I, mean, it, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, like you said, the coaching staff for Bill Slater was was awesome. I mean, there was just there really was no option of losing when you when we were playing. It was it was kind of just like a, obviously our brotherhood were all together, but I mean, winning is happening, and I mean that's what we're gonna do no matter what. But I mean, like you said, the championship, everyone being there. I mean, you can't really compare it to everything. Like all your friends in the stands, and then finally winning and seeing they're just as excited as you are. It's just, I mean, you still get chills thinking about it. Yeah, definitely a different feel when you're, say, playing for Team Maryland and you're at a rink somewhere, and there's just you know parents and all that stuff in the crowd. And then you get to the Gardens Ice House on a Friday night in a big championship game, and it's just hundreds and hundreds and close to thousands of students and opponents, and it's just, uh, it's just kind of an unreal atmosphere. So. You mentioned you did leave after your junior year, um, and you went up and played for the uh, Selects Academy. Uh, when you get your, you guys won yourself a USPHL championship this year, um, like you said, you had options. Uh, what what made you choose to go there uh, instead of maybe what other options you had? Um, I mean, yeah, it was kind of between like prep school, junior hockey. Uh, I mean, and then staying home. I mean, really staying home wasn't an option, but I did want to finish out high school in an actual school and not through like online. So right. I kind of narrowed it down to prep school. And then, I mean, there's a couple prep schools that reached out, but South Carolina was just kind of the place to go. And then kind of go in there. I mean, winning a USPHO championship and then just like a national championship. I was just, uh, it was, it was an awesome season. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, we'll go back to the draft a little bit. Cause we mentioned it earlier. Uh, so where were you when you get like, did you get the call? Like what was going on? Like how shocked were you? Like, who were you with? You know? Yeah. Uh, right now I'm, I'm in my cottage in Canada and Ontario, but uh, I mean, our connection's not really the best up here. So I was just watching it on like a laptop. Um, and then my advisor called and, uh, he said congratulations. I was like, oh, what happened? He was like, you got drafted to Chicago. And I was like, oh, wow. And I just kind of started like, I was just kind of overjoyed, like didn't really know what to say. And yeah. then I then did see it on our computer. And it was just amazing. I mean, yeah, my family was there. We were all just kind of watching and just kind of like celebrating big hugs. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, definitely a, a very cool franchise, a historical one to go through. But, Dom, we don't want to keep you too long. We appreciate you taking the time. We think uh, best of luck to you next year in Youngstown and then off to Colorado College. And, uh, like I said, we're all around here just excited. And, uh, yeah, we'll be we wish, for you. Yeah, man. we wish you the best of luck, man. Hopefully um, it keeps continuing to grow and you get that call up and, you know, maybe get to put on one of those legendary sweaters one day with Chicago. Yes, thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. You enjoy your time up there in Canada. Have a good one. All right, will do. All right, you too. Bye. All right, so thanks again to Dominic for hopping on. We wish him the best of luck in his future, um, especially going up to Youngstown next year and then going off to Colorado College. But that interview was brought to you by Healing Hydration. Healing Hydration, as we have said before, is a new company opening in July 1st in Annapolis coming up, so the end of this week or this weekend, whatever it may be. Uh, they specialize in IV hydrations, which allow for a 100% 
absorption of fluids for pre and post workouts, hangovers, or even for your travel. Healing Hydration can give you an IB with vitamins and nutrients to replenish your body and leave you with healthy, glowing skin. Uh, they will start booking appointments, or they have started booking appointments, I should say. Uh, so sign up. I mean, give them a call. Use code CHIRPIN. Again, that is code CHIRPIN for 10% off your first appointment. Uh, so Healing Hydration, boys, the sponsor of the pod right now. AB, what's happening? I just want to say it's it's awesome to see a couple DMV guys get drafted in the NHL. I mean, this is kind of what we started this podcast. I mean, yeah, just to get the get the sport more popular around this area and definitely having two guys Talk get drafted about the this talent. year. I mean, one of the things we talked about as when we were starting this is you remember when we were all playing on the same high school team driving to the rink together. I mean, there'd be four or five of us in the car going to practice. And, I mean, at this day and age with everybody with their cell phones and podcasts and everything, say some kids going up to practice in the area, pop on the podcast and they hear Dominic's story and they – become more motivated to work harder and yeah, they, awesome they now see. realize that dream can become a reality right. um here in our dmv region where you know maybe in the past it really hasn't been compared to say boston or minnesota or anything like that so with that being said we got some capitals news so we got development camp going on this week guys tonight is the alumni classic game that's up at 7 p.m open to the public and free it's at medstar capitals iceplex so good out get out there i know they got bondra playing they got kolzik playing brent johnson and a couple more um Ovi, after speaking of the All-Star break, I mean, not All-Star break, speaking of the NHL awards, actually, first, let's recognize our girl Tammy Lynch with Players Against Hate. Unfortunately, didn't get the win, but the, the future story they had on there, um, just getting that exposure on NBC. Yeah, still awesome to be nominated. Getting that yeah. exposure and being there with all those NHL players and getting that, um, getting nominated and getting her story out and that story out is just incredible. So, so like we were mentioning with the NHL awards, so... Ovi was awarded to the first team, uh, first all-star team for the end of the season, John Carlson to the second. Uh, he finished fourth again in Norris voting. Uh, so I'm going to read. I want to read the first lineup for the all, the first all-star team lineup and the second all-star team lineup, and I kind of wanted you to tell me who would win in a game if they just went up five on five because they're both very good teams. So the first was Ovi, uh, Connor McDavid, Kucherov, and then Giordano and Burns with Vasilevsky in goal. Second team, Crosby, Marshawn, Kane, uh, Hedman and Carlson on the blue line and Bishop in goal. Give me the second team all day. Yeah, I would kind of tend to agree. I mean, I, our boy Ovi's on the first team, but, man, that's oh, – Yeah. I, the second team is filthy good with their hands. I mean, I mean, Ovi doesn't have the greatest hands. Well, but he can, first team, he can you bury. could sit Ovi in his corner, Kucherov in his corner, and then let McDavid literally do all the work Everything. and just look for that yeah. one timer <laughs> and just pop, 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 pop. Yeah, either side. Yeah. Um, obviously, two Vesna finalists for the goalies. I mean, Vasilevsky won it. Um, and but yeah, that Kane, Marshawn, Crosby line, then Hedman and our boy Johnny Carlson. That the stud blue line. I mean, yeah, I would still argue that Ben Bishop is the better goaltender of the two. I mean, I didn't even when I picked him last, I I voted him to win in our uh, votes or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't notice his stats. He had a less than two goals against average and nine thirty four save percentage. Yeah, that is insane. Unreal. <laughs> unreal. And <laughs> like not with win? Vasilevsky, like a bunch of people have said, like wins are yeah they're impressive, but when you're on that team. It's not that hard. It's not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Your team's putting up five, six goals a game. Um, so, I mean, take it how it is. So, it's a little bit of Caps news. Tariq El-Bashir reported that the team, that some teams have been calling the Caps about uh, Burkowski and that there has been some uh, kicking also with Mojo's camp. Um, just would obviously need to clear some cap space. I mean, obviously the Mojo thing is a far stretch. Uh, it still is, but just the fact that we've reached out and said, hey, possibly, see what happens. I yeah. mean, what would you guys think about Mojo coming back? I mean, that would be awesome. I, I kind of think that if Mojo comes back, Burkowski's gone. I think has to I, be. Has yeah. to be. But, I mean, and plus they also said that 
like I said, teams have reached out to the Caps, but the Caps aren't going to give him away for nothing. Granted, he's such an up and down player, and he struggles at times, but he has still his bright young. spots. I, I but still he's still think so he has young. A lot of upside. Still him. so young. And, and that's so. the thing with signing Mojo. Like he did have a good year last year. It's kind of at the end of the year, but when he played with the Caps, I'll be honest, I didn't like him too much. He kind of played scared. I thought he kind of re refound his game or however you want to say it New Jersey I think and that's how Boston kind of wanted him for their cup run but I mean I if we could get him for a steal but I just think he's gonna be wanting so much money for how how he played at the end of the year and I think it's yeah. not a guy we would want I would long-term. I would think he's gonna ask for five and a half to six almost mm-hmm. somewhere yep. around yeah, that range because I mean everybody's at this point is Connolly's gone so yeah there's not even point there's no point in even speculating that he could even possibly be back for any reason. So, I mean, our cap right now is at um, seventy-two million two sixty-four of the recently announced eighty-one point five million dollar cap hit. A lot of the people thought it was going to be eighty-three million uh, for the league this year. So, low comes in low, I think. Yeah. Uh, so the caps with about nine point two open, but obviously Vrana, uh, like I said, is still going to probably get that bridge deal for around four million, and then we still got to get Juice Christian Juice too. So how much does that really leave us with to get anybody? So if you think Whoa. Juice at least a million, Vrana four, that's five of your nine point two going right there. One free agent I did see is uh, Justin Williams. You know he's kind of like an older guy. If Carolina decides they don't want to bring him back, I mean, what, what would you think about some bringing him back if we can steal him? So I mean, it would be a good idea, but I, I you know, nah. I, th- somebody I, I, cheap, like I think that veteran I, leadership, I like the way he kind of played it in the year last year. You don't think he'll want to stay in Carolina, though? I think he's going to just try finish finish his career there. I, I think it, I think it'll there. depend on what Carolina wants to do. Yeah, it's true. If they're r- rather rebuild and not pay somebody like that and have have a younger I mean, guy take his spot. team is turning into kind of an older lineup. I mean, we, I only say that because of Justin Williams and Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, but I heard they might buy talent. out Marlowe. They, yeah. they're not, they yeah, haven't even might, decided what they're going to do. He might not even decide to do. play there this year, so right. he could yeah, get balled out. And, and then he'll go to the Sharks, as he's trying to do, I think, is what I'm hearing. Finish his career off there, cheap yeah. contract. Do a Paps year has still got to get signed, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you never know. There's I mean, literally anything could happen with the Caps lineup. There's a lot to go. But, I mean, I... I love Justin Williams, but I don't really necessarily think we need him or uh, would greatly benefit from having him in a lineup. It would change our team dynamic that much. Um, So, as we mentioned earlier, uh, it's the dog days of summer. Everything's pretty much done right now. Uh, So, AB came up with an idea. So, every week, let's just start doing an all something team. So, like, all beard team, like an all Swede team, just anything that we can kind of snake draft our way through. And so first topic, our first team we're going to do this week is an all beard team. So before we, before we start off, just shout out to Kyle Ray. He's the one who texted me about this idea. I was like, you know what? This is awesome. And I'm rolling with that. Yeah. So we'll do it. We'll do a snake draft each week. What we'll do is we'll post the teams on, on Instagram, uh, the day of the episode. So we'll post it this morning. Um, You can go on there and just kind of, we'll put it on Twitter too. You guys can go and vote and see who, See who you think won. So let's do this. Uh, we'll do a snake draft. Uh, let's do goalies first. So who do you want to start? You want to start with Kyle, AB, then me, and then back to me, and then I'll start with defensemen and go back around that way? Yeah, it's perfect. Right. Yeah, Kyle, kick I it guess. off. This is the NHL all-time all-beard team. Well, since we're a Caps podcast, I'm obviously going to go with 2018 Braden Holpe. That championship beard was glorious with his hair. I loved it. Um that's me. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. We're going all-time players, too, right? So I can get, oh, yeah. get some retired players here. All right. Uh, this is a tough one here for me. But I think I'm going to go that 2011 Tim Thomas. It was a Ooh, mean win that beard. cup run? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that cup okay. run. I guess I'll finish it off. I'll go with uh, Handsome Hank. There you uh, go. Henrik Zetterberg there. So that's always clutch. Um, so I'll start on D2, coming back around. I'll do the 2006. Wait. 
Zetterberg as a goalie? Yeah, he did say Zetterberg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cut that. So, uh, oh, no, we're leaving that one out. We're leaving that one So I'll go with <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist. I don't know how the hell right. I screwed that up. <laughs> so, yeah, Hen- Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, that's my guy because he's just always clean cut and looking great. So yeah, he's well, fucking beautiful. I'll start with the D. I'll do the 2006 Mike Commodore. Give me 2006 Mike Commodore, baby. Back to A.B. Back to A.B. That's a great pick right there. I'm going to go Ryan Ellis on the Nashville Predators. That thing is beautiful. There you go. Kyle? I'm going to go with the Niedemeyer brothers. Uh, They had the jet black with a little bit of gray in there Uh when they won the cup with the So you're taking the brothers as your two defensemen. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. Tap to snag them both. All right. Back to A.B. All right. Back to me. Man, this is going quick. I'm going to go Brent Burns, though. Mm, That's Mm -hmm. exactly who I was going to (laughs) take. But I'll take his his, uh, defensive buddy there in San Jose. While it's not a beard, it's Freaking awesome with the little goatee oh, yeah. and everything, the little mustache on Eric Carlson it goes, there. It goes with this flow well. Yeah, it goes with the flow there. So we got D and we got uh, goalies right now. So let's get into some offense. I will start with the 2018 Stanley Cup Ovechkin beard. Ooh, classic. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Let's go, baby. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to keep it recent with the Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, 2019. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It Kyle, was beautiful. What you got? The Conn Smythe winning back-to-back OVN, and Ryan O'Reilly. There we go. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that won a Conn Smythe. Justin Williams with the L.A. Kings. He had a classic beer when he was younger back then. It was pretty sick. Love that thing. Kyle again. Uh, I'm going to go Scotty Hartnell. Oh, that's a good one. I know. He had the flow in that thing with (laughs) Philly looking like a – Freaking monster out there running people over back in the day. That was yeah, awesome. That, that thing was beautiful. You mean Gritty 1.0, the original <laughs> yeah. Gritty. Ha, so, A.B., what do you got there? All right, boys, I'm taking it way back here. Uh-huh. Lanny McDonald. Uh, yep, I, I felt that was coming. I thought that was coming. Um, Dude, that mustache was mean back in the actually, day. Actually, he had a beard, too. You know, he is, still had the beard. But you know who's beard. had some good ones? Um, and I'll go with this. Uh, legend of the game, Yammer Yager. Oh, yeah, had He's him on had the some list. good ones. He's had Different some good styles ones. Different styles and everything. So I'll go back to back here. Um, I don't want playoff Kyle Clutterbuck. I want handlebar mustache Kyle Clutterbuck. That was my next so one. So that's my full team right there. So, uh, A.B., off to you. Man, I have so many left on my on my list here. I don't know who I want to go here. I think I got to go. I got to go with Big Jumbo Joe here. Jumbo Joe, I yeah, legendary. Lethal. Legendary. Uh, and then, Kyle, your last pick. I'm going to go with a, a redhead here to kind of help me out. Oh, yeah. Jakeem Nordstrom, I think. Jakeem, Joakim Nordstrom. He had a sick Jaquim. playoff little goatee red yeah. thing going on there with the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got myself Henrik Lundqvist, Eric Carlson, Mike Commodore, 2006 Cup run when he was just in one the entire time. I got Handlebar, Kyle Clutterbuck. I got Yager. Uh, take your pick. And then I got OV winning the Cup beard. I got uh, Ryan O'Reilly here, Lanny McDonald, I think the greatest of all time, with the beard and the stash com- oh, yeah, combination. Uh, Joe Thornton, then my d- my defenders here, both lethal beards, Ryan Ellis and Brent Burns, and then Tim Thomas in the 2011 uh, Stanley Cup run. Not bad. And then Kyle? Got uh, your boy Holpe, the Niedermeyer brothers. Then we got... Dude, Niedermeyer brothers is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's great. Yeah, dude. you just took him a package deal too right off the bat. What an great. Then I got Justin Williams. Uh huh. Then I got Jakeem Nordstrom, and I don't think I picked a third one actually. So I'm going to kick it to Pat Maroon. 
Oh. Had a great beard. Had the dad bod. Just a great look for mm-hmm. me. Like that. Not bad. So there it is, your NHL all-time all-beard teams. Uh, we'll put it up tomorrow or today, like we said, on social media for you guys to vote. And also, hey, send us some ideas. What do you want to hear? I mean, AB, I know you've had some thoughts on it, but you as the fans, what do you want to hear in the NHL all who the hell knows team? You all name caps it. Team, all caps team, hair team, team, hair team. You name it, we'll Ugliest try to do it. Ugliest players, yeah, whatever. Man rockets, most yeah. overrated players. You name it, we'll do it. Like I said, it's the off season. But um, good news is, I think today, uh, Tuesday is the it, uh, the schedule gets released for the caps and around the NHL. So what we can do next week on next week's pod is, like we said, next year we want to do some watch parties at various bars throughout the D- DMV area. Um, we've got a couple we're talking to and trying to get some stuff lined up, but we'll go through the we'll go through the schedule, kind of break it down, see the Caps' biggest games, uh, some awesome home games, and then we'll circle those weekend games, our Friday night games, and maybe nail down five that we'll try to do for uh, watch parties and try to get them uh, cleaned up with the bars. Hell but yeah, uh, it should guys, be a fun year next year. Should be a real fun year, like I said. If we're go- <laughs> we're pushing through summer right now, but as soon as this hits preseason, as soon as it hits training camp, as soon as everything gets underway with high school around here and all that stuff, we are going to be rolling, and we're going to have everything to talk about in the world so with that being said boys you got anything to send them out on peace out boys thanks for having me all right enjoy like uh, like always follow us on twitter on instagram follow the website we will see you next week chirping AB in studio, usually you hear him on that mic Skyping in, but he's here with us. What's up, AB? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. no. It didn't work. Is your mic? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>